Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stack of text coming through. Uh, this one says Zach Butters to win by five points. That's Daryl from Port Adelaide. That's in regards to nearest the pin. We have a $100 IGA voucher to give away. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Who wins the John Cale medal and by how many votes. It's as simple as that. Time now, Roach, to introduce the voice of basketball. He's live in the studio and looking a little bit taller in real life. John Casey joins us. Hello, Case. G'day, Kimbo. Hello, Roach. Yeah, Hello, John. TV does that to you. makes you look a little shorter and a little wider. A so, little uh, wider. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm told. No, you don't look wide at all. <laughs> hey, we spoke to you at the start of the season. You weren't all that optimistic about the Adelaide 36ers. They sit at 0-4, and four, but they've had a crack. They have. They have. They have had a crack, but they're seriously undermanned at the moment. They need a new import. Look, they're 0-4 and four for the first time in 21 years. Yes. So it's not a great place for them to be at the moment. I was in Perth to watch them play on Friday night and call that game. And, and what was that? Seven points? Um, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they, they were right in that. They fought their way back from 16-17 down in the second quarter, fought their way back, played really well, had a chance to win it, but of course just weren't able to get across the line. And it's been the story of their season. Their first game in Brisbane, 15-0 mm. start, had a chance to win it, couldn't get across the line. Led Melbourne by five in the last quarter here at home, yep. couldn't get across the line. But it's now 0-4 and four and the first time in 21 years that they've started so slowly. Just quickly, our network owns the Wildcats. Where are they at at the moment? Was that a poor performance by them or a good performance by the Sixers? Oh, look, I think Perth are right in the mix. There's no doubt about it. And if you've never been to a Perth Wildcats game, get over there to Perth. The Red Army put on a great show. They are the benchmark in the competition, not only on court but off court as well. They do a fantastic job. And I saw Hutchie there on Friday night. He was looking a little nervous as Adelaide were making their comeback. Yeah. And the fans got a little nervous as well. It went quiet there. And in the jungle in Perth, it doesn't get quiet very often. But um, full credit to Adelaide, the way they fought back. We uh, had a few texts about our fearless leader not being all that well received over in the West still because we have an audience <laughs> over there as well. G'day, Mark, who barracks for North Adelaide but been living in WA for a long time. Uh, how is he received over there? Did he cop a bit from the crowd? I was concentrating on my role, so I don't really want to do- <laughs> buy into that. Uh, I was too busy. Uh, and, in fact, I, pre-game I was chatting with CJ Bruton, and if I can offer some uh, – some good news for the Adelaide 36ers fans listening here is that CJ told me that they will sign a recruit, their new import, this week is the plan. And they desperately need They need a, a closer is what he's looking for, someone who delivers 15 to 20 points a game. Now, if they had that person, it was Jamal Franklin, but mm-hmm. that didn't work out. If you add 15 points to every score they've got this year, they win. They're mm-hmm. four and but zero. You, and that's how close it is. You were very supportive of them uh, when I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. That's two years in a row, though. They've failed with their imports. Yep. And a lot of teams have. You could go through the NBL and you'll find a lot of teams have failed with their imports. So, yes, they haven't got it right again, but it's an inexact science. You're trying to recruit players from the the other side of the world mm-hmm. who you look at their, their highlights on YouTube and everyone looks like Michael Jordan. But when they get here, all of a sudden That's they're not their a, highlights. They're, they're, yeah, they're not the same size as they're listed yeah. as. They're a little bit smaller yes. than that. They're a little bit slower. They, and yeah, the best okay. bits are the worst bits. So I didn't get to see them and some of them aren't great. All right. Zero and four. There's a lot of catch up to be doing here.
How draining will that be? Can they get themselves, like we say, step by step to make it four and four, and then what happens? Can they get there? No. Oh. I hate, I hate to say anything negative, but no. Uh, look, the trouble is that there are 28 games and only 28 mm. games in the season. General expectation is you need 16 games. You need to win that many to get into the playoffs. Right. That means you can only lose 12. They've mm. lost four. Yep. They've got eight. So they're going to have to win now, however many games that is. They play the Hawks Saturday night at home at the Should be a win. Should, Should be. be a win. They need to get a win. And when I was in Perth speaking with John Rilly, another championship mm. winner here in Adelaide, he was saying you need to win at home and on the road you go 50-50 and you'll make it, but you have to win your games at home. And that's what is desperately needed for Adelaide on Saturday night against the Illawarra Hawks, who are a beatable team. One of only two teams who finished below Adelaide last year mm. and they've retooled. They look completely different, but they are gettable. And if Adelaide play as well as they have against the heavyweights, Sydney, Melbourne and Perth are probably the top three teams in the competition. They've had to play all three and Brisbane expected to be the big improvers then their draw has been horrendous, but you don't mm. want to be seen here to be trying to make excuses for them. But if they can't beat Illawarra, I think they're uh, they're in a whole lot of trouble. We're not used to the 36ers being oh. like the Redbacks, are we, Reach, uh, here in South Australia? <laughs> no, but no, we, no they're, they're a very <laughs> successful franchise. They are. But they are. two years ago, you were optimistic. We spoke to CJ Bruton. We were all in. What's gone wrong with the roster? As you say, the selection of players just hasn't worked out the way that they would have liked. And I think this year, to me, from the outside looking in, it would I assumed that the purse strings have been tightened a little bit mm. uh, and they're not able to secure the talent that's required. New Zealand signed a new import today who comes highly credentialed and they've done that by the snap of their fingers. Adelaide have taken a long time to replace Jamal Franklin and the only thing I can think that is going on is that they just don't have the funds to be able to pay the person the money they want. But we all understand this. You have to speculate to accumulate because if they don't invest in players, they don't get results, they don't get crowds to the game, they start losing money and they don't get members as well. Well, they've got a record membership at the moment. They're selling out the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and they're 0-4 and, and last year didn't make finals for the fifth straight season. Mm. But um, teased at least. Yes, but teased at least. And I think that's that's what you have to look you, You're exactly right what you say, Kimbo. And I remind people that in 2002... When Adelaide won their fourth championship, they were top of the NBL table with mm. Perth, who had won four championships. That was the most of any franchise in the NBL history. Well, Perth have got 10 now, yeah. and we've got four. So if you were to make the case for this to turn for the positive, what needs to get put in place for well, the 36ers? All they need is that extra player. You find the right player. If you get a scorer, someone who can close out a game and give you 15 yeah. to 20 points, like Milton Doyle did for Tassie in an upset okay. win over Melbourne yesterday, then you are right in the mix because Humphreys is a boomer. Mm. Kadi is a great player and a boomer. Mitch McCarron, captained Australia recently. Mm. They've got good talent. Sunday Ditch played at the World Cup. Uh, Tori Smith-Milner played at the World Cup for New Zealand. So they have got the, the players around, but they're one player short at the moment. And unfortunately, he just happens to be your MVP or your best and fairest, your Jordan Dawson or your Zach Butters. That's the person oh, they're missing. Oh, you know something? Zach won it, has he? It's tonight. Hey? <laughs> That's my <laughs> guess. Yes, yes. I, I wanted to get throw okay. my head. What's the prize? Well, it's a $100 IGA voucher. <laughs> we all need that with the cost of living the way it is. You're going to have a crack case. It's a... Uh, 15 votes per game because it's five votes from the three coaches. Is that right, Rich? So you get votes from Chris Davies as the footy boss, Ken Inkley as the senior coach, and your line coach. Zero to five. Mm -hmm. Max you can get is 15. Yep. 
have Three people voting. We'd on love him. to give you. Oh, look, he'd be. He'd be. Uh, I'm going to say. Play 25 uh, games, all of them. 25 games. Ooh. Yep. So you're talking in the vicinity of 214 votes. Look at him go. Mm. Yeah. Zach yeah, Butler's yeah, 214. No, but how much does he win by? Oh, how much does he win yeah, by? That's the question. Oh, oh, okay. How much does he win by? Seven. Seven? You think it'll be that close? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've gone Butters 18. Roach has gone Butters 27. We've had quite a few for Dan Houston as well. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, Dan Houston by five votes. That's the Bandit from Finden. Good luck, Bandit. $100 IGA voucher. Another one here. G'day, lads. Butters by 18 votes. Dave from Modbury. Appreciate that. Now we've got another one here. Live and interactive. I haven't pre-read it. It's from Mario. I get nervous. John Casey, is this state in crisis? We can't win a Jets cracker, and to make it worse, Rucci won't retire. Oh, fair thing. <laughs> I should pre-read some Tough of those. Tough school, yeah. isn't it? And here's another one. <laughs> Boys, Dan Houston to win the John Cale medal by 18. That's from Mickle. Had an interesting text case. Um, I think it was last week or the week before. They said, take it to the bank, that the Sandful Grand Final will be played on a Friday night. Now, you've been singing very loudly from your hymn sheet about the audience, how it's grown with the Sandfall and the numbers, the millions that have been watching it. Is there any truth to that, that the Sandfall Grand Final would be going to a Friday night? Not that I'm aware of. This is the very first I've heard of it, but I don't mind the idea. Problem is, John, you clash mm. with the preliminary final of the AFL. So oh, no, you that. move from there. Well, the only place you can move is you have to go postseason. So it has mm. to be then the last... No, we don't want to do that. Well, the first weekend of October. Yeah, no, don't want to go there. No, that's not going to happen. It's not and, a Friday and, night. And it the couldn't most be prospect is it would be a Saturday night. Right. Mm. Yep. Oh, well, look, I don't mind the idea of a night. You know, I think the AFL tend to use the sample and the waffle as a, uh, a sounding board and try new rules and so forth. And I'm still bewildered by won't they, why they won't accept the last disposal out of bounds rule. I mean, it works everywhere. Mm. Um, the AFL... Uh, the, Waffle giving away the bounce to start to with. Yep. So I think the AFL looks at that and then makes adjustments, uh, can use it as a guinea pig, so to speak. And I would have thought that that might be a way of uh, easing it into the football minds of the AFL supporters that look how successful the sample grand final was at night. We've got to do this. Case, you might as well stay with us till the close of the show. It's only uh, 4.54 and 40 seconds. We have to get out on time. Roach has never done it, but that's what we've got to do. A lot of interesting news coming through, Case. Cal uh, Toomey just reporting. Now, as we know, Xavier Dersma's trade request to get to Essendon has come through. Seeing the Bombers eye four players. They'll get Mackay, Gresham, Goldstein and Dersma with Zerk Thatcher and D'Ambrosio to go. Essendon today have ruled out a Dylan Shield. Yep, they've said trade. that won't happen. So that is not going to happen. Mm. Uh, Ryan Daniels reporting Lockie Schultz wants a move to Collingwood. From Fremantle, yep. Wow. Yep. So this is only just the exit door has not been closed there at all. Yeah, fair to say the news has blindsided the Freo Dockers. Mm. Uh, would need to be a trade. Schultz is under contract for next yep. year. And parties had been working on a two-year extension. Personal reasons behind the interest in a return mm. to Victoria. It's all turning to fertiliser for Justin Longmuir. Yes. I mean, he let Blake Akers go. Yep. Yep. That, who, is, that is huge news. And we're waiting to see if they can do a long-term deal with Sean Darcy as well at Fremantle. So that's all very interesting how they're going with their list management. Mm. And the mm. other one that's coming through is that Melbourne, Adelaide and North Melbourne are all keen on Gold Coast pick 10. Uh, North getting it could leave them with picks 2 and 3, pending on Mackay's compo and 10. Handy in their pursuit of pick 1 from the West Coast. Mm. That's from Tommy Morris reporting that. That's after Gold Coast and Western Bulldogs did a deal to get number four from Gold Coast to the Western Bulldogs. 
All right. Oh, here we go. Guys, can you ask John Casey this? Get Tyler Cook, guys. He's right there for the taking here in Australia. Grab him as he is exactly what we need. So who is he? So that's a typo. So who is he? Well, so who is he? Uh, Tyler Cook is a basketball player born on September the 23rd, 1997. His height is six foot eight. Uh, He is a centre who most recently played for South East Melbourne Phoenix in Australia. NBL commentators are saying, grab him 36 as you need him. Case. Gone. Already gone. Uh, He has been outstanding. He came in as an injury replacement player for Alan Williams at the South East Melbourne Phoenix. So they've signed him for a short period. He went to the Blitz the preseason, was voted MVP. Looked like the best player in the country. But he has already signed, well, in inverted commas, a lucrative deal in Europe. And he is here at the moment putting himself out there on the international stage. Come and have a look at this. This is what I can do. He's talking up his own price. He is out of our realm in terms of what the Adelaide 36ers can afford. We've had about three texts on that. Get Tyler If you could get him, if you had an open checkbook, you might be able to afford him. Uh, but he is, I think, out of the price range. Hey, Roach, uh, you don't want to miss this case. You're very lucky you're in here on a Monday afternoon where we do our unmissable moments thanks to Drinkwise. They are riveting. This week's unmissable moment for Drinkwise, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise, is Roach. Were you anywhere near Karen Rolt Novel yesterday? Oh, my car got damaged, Roach. Well, driving so past. it should, because the young man, Jake Fraser McGurk, who was tossed away by Victoria, so like, to speak. Surplus to requirements. Mm. How's this for numbers? So he's hit the fastest half century in Australian domestic one-day cricket. 18 balls to get to 50. In the end, he's finished up with 125 off 38, including 10 fours and 13 sixes. That was why the Redbacks were trying to chase Tasmania's 435. But he goes into the world record books for the fastest century in white ball cricket yeah. for one day into that. And how many balls was it? 29? So he's done his in 29 to get to his century, but he's taken 125 off 38. Let's have a little listen to the damage what he did. What a day he had. Over of the day, Fraser McGurk just faced the one ball so far. Cross bat shot. He likes what he sees. Sixes to start. his over from Fraser McGurk. And is it three from three? It is. Rainbird in. And he is gone again. Who was in the commentary box with us. He'll come in soon with his tail between his legs. But Fraser McGurk goes again. That hasn't changed from from this, what I'm reading. Can he get the record? He has a swing at it. It's four and 50 runs for Jake Fraser McGurk off 18 balls. You get the gist of it. He he went on. He was smacking him everywhere. What's the highlights on Fox Sports? It was absolutely staggering, Case. So the world record falls. You ask, well, who had the world record before? A.B. de Villiers had it in 31 balls against the West Indies in 2014-15. So little Karen Rolton Oval. As a world record. Ah, love it, Roach. Uh, that's this week's unmissable moment for Drink Wise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Wish I knew that when I was a little bit younger. Hey, we've got a couple of minutes. Uh, Case, stay with us. We, we love you. Uh, a lot of talk about Asava Radagalia. As we know, Andrew Mackey is now, Roach, with Geelong in there. Yeah, he's there in there, I can't yeah. remember his yeah. title. So the expectation now is that Port Adelaide will put that number 23 that they're picking up in that trade they've done with Fremantle on the table for Asava Radigali. And I think Geelong should be really happy with they that. He hasn't be. been able to make the side for two years in a row. Uh, here's Andrew Mackey on Asava Radigali. What it takes is probably, I reckon we'll just keep that within our four walls, but from our point of view, um, 
you know, we've spoken a lot about the, the marketplace for these key position players, in particular in that age group. So, you know, we think that there's plenty of value in that. Um, you know, he is out of contract, but at the same time, um, you know, it's up to a, an opposing club to, to trade for him and get him if that's what they think is, is the right fit for them. What do you reckon, Case? 23? Sounds fair to me. Be a great pickup. They need him. Yeah, they need him. If they have to pay more, I'm happy to pay more. You'd give a first-round draft pick for a man that hasn't been able to make the side for two years in a row on a regular basis. Sometimes you have to take a punt. Yeah, no, I understand that. Talking of taking a punt, Port Adelaide are having one on Jordan Sweet. This is Chris Davies on Trade Radio updating us on Jordan. Well, I mean, Jordan's a, a player, again, you know, out of contract who you know, hasn't been able to get much of an opportunity at the Bulldogs. You know, we think he's going to get more of a, a chance with us. You know, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see over the next you know, period of time, you know, what, uh, what the Bulldogs actually are looking for. Yeah, that's the next one that's got to fall into place. So we know that Asava Radigalega is done with a draft pick. We're expecting now Xavier Dersmer to push through Brandon Zirk Thatcher. So that's two out of three. What will it take with Jordan Sweet? That's what we're about to find out in the next 48 hours. It was a meatloaf song, wasn't it? Two out of Two three, out of three. Out, uh, ain't bad. Hey, Case, if you know the answer to this, you are the man, all right? <laughs> a text has just come through, and you're like an encyclopedia. How short are the boundaries at Karen Rolton Oval? Is there an asterisk approach to this record? No way. I've I, don't been, think it, I don't know what it is in terms of the actual meterage, but having seen games there and having seen games yep. being played in England and through... The UK, well, it is bigger than a lot of the grounds that I've been to. 64 metres. <laughs> so what's Adelaide Oval? That's around the same, 68, isn't it's it? It's 68, 69, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's less than 70, I'm sure. So I watched it. It didn't look that small. No. So uh, no name on that text. We appreciate it. I think it stands. Uh, here we go. Case, why wouldn't the 36ers bring in a temporary import while searching for the ideal person? We've dropped four games while browsing and season is now over. That's from Simon. Yeah, well, it's a fair point, but the trouble is that you bring someone as an interim uh, and it costs money and you need to get them here and then ask them to leave and you bring someone else in. I think they're doing their due diligence in terms of who they want, trying to get the right person straight away. Quick Case, as they can. We really appreciate you dropping in with your beautiful wife in the studio. It's her as birthday, well. Kimbo, so oh, I've really? treated her and gone to oh, the movies. And really just very quickly, Michael Gadinsky, Ego is the movie of his life story. Go and see it. It is Brilliant. it is mind blowing. Hey, look, we'll let you go for a romantic dinner. Thanks for coming in, Case. My pleasure. That's it for a Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey, Ray Roach. Bye bye everyone. Have a good night.